Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Straya, and we're back with another episode of Spin the Bottle. And it's the Christmas episode. Our fourth annual Jingle Bells, everybody. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. <laughs> we are so excited today to have two very special people in the mm, audience. Mm, if you've mm, listened mm, to our previous Christmas episodes, no doubt you have heard from them. That would be one, Dennis St. Clark. Yes. Welcome, welcome Dennis St. Clark. Dennis St. Clark. <laughs> you welcome. I'm going to keep that all year round. <laughs> I love it. And Madam Alex, Queen of the Elves, mm. here. Mm. Um, it is I. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to the show. They are our Christmas joy. They keep us lifted, especially during the season, and remind us that it's time to celebrate in August. So, can I just say, <laughs> listen, <clears throat> Christmas joy is it? It is a weight, but it is it's some heavy lifting this year. You know what I mean? It we is. are trying to hold it up, but let me tell you something: it's it's heavy out it's here. No easy feat. It it's yeah. no easy feat, but we're holding. We're here. You know what yes. I'm saying? Holding okay. up, and thank you we're so here much. For it. Holding up the you know. Blood stain banner, not blood. It's like, it's oh. like I don't know. Oh, what's red? So what's red and cheery? I don't yeah. know. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's busy. She, she said it wasn't easy. She said it wasn't. That's easy. a whole other podcast. Anyway, <laughs> she said it wasn't easy. More to come, guys. <laughs> I agree, Alex, and thank you guys for inviting me because this, hopefully, you guys hear me selling myself. Hopefully, this will become a tradition. Uh, yeah, we love it. It's our we had to do it so that it could be. It's our tradition. We were so excited to have you guys. So thank you. Welcome. All right, let's dig into this. So everybody, we are literally home for the holidays. <laughs> That's yeah. a new way. Of yeah. uh, we had some new ring on that this year. So how are you guys feeling? What, where are you at? Let's talk about I'm at home. what that means to you. You know, we always say there's no place like home for the holidays. Uh, how are you feeling? <laughs> there was obviously no context given when they first created that phrase. <laughs> like nobody said, you're home for the holidays and consider you've been home all year. Right. <laughs> Home for the holidays. Because that's a whole different response. It's so, it's so different. Is home sweet home? Are you tired of being at home? How are you feeling? I feel like we started talking about what we were going to do for the holidays, maybe in like August, September. And we were going to go see Jared's mom just because she's kind of by herself. And we wanted to spend time with her. Um, but then we realized that, you know, maybe it wasn't. It's not as safe to go home for the holidays for her or for us. Like, we could actually harm her more than even ourselves. And so we just kind of made a decision to stay home. And uh, it's different. We've done it before, just being home and creating our own traditions. But it feels weird to have someone say that you can't go some, like, you shouldn't go somewhere. No, it's not I safe. can't do. And it's like, yeah. I mean, no one can, you can do what you want to do. Right. It's just totally different. And it's, it's frowned different. upon like, a bit. Like, Merry Christmas, but we could kill you. So. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Might be your last holiday. Okay. Perchant, <laughs> my gift to you this season. <laughs> like, right, right. I don't, it's a little different. <laughs> So, yeah. So I agree with that. It's not having the choice, really. It's a false choice. Yeah. And so I'm all about choice. 
with everything in my life, every category. And so even though I'm I'm semi-introverted, it's the fact that I'm being told that I don't have the choice to go out that then I had a problem with. Sure. Right. Right. So instead of ordering food, I'm like, I'm going out today to get my food. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> even though I usually order it. So <laughs> <laughs> even though they know me, even even though though it's actually me. most convenient to order. But. It's great <laughs> to get food delivered to you. Yeah. So so I think it's the choice aspect. But along with that, I think I'm kind of fortunate because even though I'm a transplant, like a lot mm-hmm. of people here in LA, I have a lot of family here. Yeah, that's great. So even though it's not my mom, who I usually go and visit for Christmas, mm-hmm. um, I'm still very fortunate to have like her sisters here and their kids, my cousins. That's nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I am grieving, I think. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> you know, like I think my... Um, yeah, this my scenario is like so different. Like we're we're here for the holidays. I have never done this. Like, you know, I was talking to my mom and we were deciding to not come because we're from Baltimore. And so, like, when we were deciding to not come, and she was like, "We support you either way." It's just crazy because like this would be the first Christmas in your whole life I've never spent with you. And I was like, oh, she was like, "I'm oh, sorry, oh. I'm sorry." She was like, "I didn't mean to make you <laughs> You know, and it's oh. like. It's true, you know, and um, I think it is so new and it's like, I feel very emotional about it um, in a way that I didn't know that I would. Um, yeah. And so it's, even now, I'm like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Welcome to 2020. Welcome right, to 2020. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, I think what's happening too is, and it sort of just dawned upon me that I might be like being a little bit of a grieving process about it because also, you know, Christmas is, it's exciting, but it's weighty. Like, and so like, even we were joking, like, you know, bringing the cheer or whatever. Like, I love being that person, right? And then I go home and then I share the weight, you know what I mean? And then we're all kind of like lifting it up or whatever. But you know what it kind of feels like when you're in the gym and you're like lifting, Come you're on, like gym. pressing and you have a spotter and then all of a sudden they like answer a call and then all of the weight drops <laughs> on you. <laughs> that is what christmas feels like to me this year and so all the way dropping i was like wait wait so i don't lift this much i thought i lifted this much i thought i was i thought this was how much i could pick up oh no oh okay yeah and so you know it's just been like really tough it's been tough to like realize how much of my holiday is about people you know, that I love and about, and we're, I'm not like you, Dennis, we're like, I don't actually have family here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I have friends that have become family to me. You know what I mean? That like, I mean it, you know, me and Aaliyah, my daughter, were having a conversation today about family we choose and family we get, you know, cause she was like, how is Dre and Jared, my family? And I was like, yeah, they're our chosen family. She's like, oh, okay. Like Danielle and like the Claiborne. Like yeah, she's yeah, like yeah, putting yeah. it together, but like, we don't actually have family you know blood family here and so it's just different you know what I mean like you and I also realized this year that like when I go home I didn't realize how much I like let my guard down when I go home so I'm not as Mm -hmm. like trying to show up I kind of like chill and just like cozy in my mom's couch and she handles a lot and so now it's like oh so adult through the season yeah 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Your, your life cycle was like, and now Christmas, I can like sit back a little bit. Yes. And now, now you I can. You know, yeah. and so it's a lot. It's a lot, and I'm just trying to like uphold the cheer for like my 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 husband and my daughter, and then my son, who like today could be Christmas. He doesn't know. He's nine months old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he's just like sure Christmas. Okay, that's a night. Why we put a tree up? You know. Um, so anyway, that's that's. Dude, you I'm, are not alone. You're he'll get not it soon. Alone. <laughs> he'll get it. Yeah, he will. Oh, and he oh, will get it. Yes. That this sounds like just people. Some people and some people are taking it really seriously. Like Alex decided for safety reasons to not go. Yeah, which is huge because you do. It's such a big part of your family and what you guys do together. And then some people are just out here They're doing what they want to do. And yeah, yeah, I will say as an LA native, my family is here, so I don't. That's nice. I'm always home, if you will, for the holidays here. Mm. Um, but this is my first year married, and um traditions that we wanted to start maybe going to see the in-laws you know and things of this nature those things have been a little we haven't seen uh my mother-in-law for since our wedding in january oh, so wow. like yeah it's really kind of weird wow. like it just the world stopped and then so we have FaceTime, we have things that we can do but just still not even usually we'd be in oakland right. you know and or figuring it out and uh, we're not. So we're trying to figure out our little marriage Christmas traditions, like how we do Christmas. <laughs> My husband is, um, unbeknownst to me, uh, a fellow Christmas elf. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. He loves, you would never know I it. Early on, yes. early on, I knew. He's, yes. My radar is on. He is about all things Christmas. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-oh. He'll surprise you. Okay. <laughs> Just, he, they're he needs to put up his lights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, top of December, I we came known, home and the house was decorated. <laughs> he had gotten us I should have known this about Carl from, like, remember Danielle's it. birthday when he, like, decorated the kitchen? This was, like, their first, her first birthday with mm. him. And yeah. he decorated the kitchen, so when she came downstairs, it was all, yeah, come oh, on, do you put up some lights? He did lights? do that. He did do that. <laughs> I love it. I did good, y'all. I did good. Yeah, you did. But, yes, no, he has been literally carrying the Christmas joy in our family. I've just been... A little bit. Um, I'm like, oh, okay. So as a family, the house is going to be decorated every year. Then, okay, cool. This is what we do. Like, yes, this is how the Taylors do Christmas. I guess. Like, there may or may not be a tree. There may or may not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good to know. Uh, He has an ornament tradition, so we have started our ornament tradition. Uh, Oh, what is that? Do tell. Um, signature ornaments for each year. That we will continue to build. I love it for our family. So yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Learning the ropes of Christmas with my husband. Uh, I love it so much. That's Um, a good setup. But being yeah, I did all right. I'm pretty yeah. But you know, uh, it's still a little bit of a melancholy time, and also um, interesting. I was talking to Andrea about this, but just. one of the things that this year has really done for me that I've been trying to fight is I have felt a lot of pressure to not be as joyful because of heaviness mm. that is outside, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like these beautiful things have also kind of happened this year. And then there's all these little beautiful things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I remember what this year has been for a lot of people. And it also feels like muting down that kind of like, yeah. you know, in some ways because this has been a heavy year but you know and heavy for me too but you know what i mean just that feeling of like not wanting to be too, too exuberant and or too, too excited and excited celebratory. or celebratory because it's like 
this has been a lot. But that's no fair either. You know what I mean? And I think I think it's no fair to <clears throat> to like mute your joy yeah. in the presence of pain. You know, I think there's place for it to coexist. And I think that's important too. You know what I mean? It's like I think you know, and I'm somebody who I have to work at not discounting my experiences, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um but because like even for me, it's like all my little Christmas traditions, my little Christmas pictures and different things that I do. She's all like falling apart one by one. And she's like, lots of little ornaments falling off the tree. <laughs> Shattering, right? Sorry. I try not to laugh. Shattering. I, I mean, it's funny, though, the way but, she says it. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I feel bad about that. But I'm like, but people no longer have their loved ones. That's right. right. And that's But that's also not fair to me. And it like it's OK for me to feel how I feel about what's going on with me and to have empathy you know what I mean and I feel like if there's anything that this year has taught us it's been like a big lesson in empathy and personal experience like oh, I can out, one can only hope yeah. I hope you yeah. know what I'm saying to yeah. be like one with yourself figure out what your experience is and then have some level of empathy you know what I mean like it is I think you should be joyous you have a beautiful marriage to a beautiful man like six months in he didn't change and was like now this is Carl (laughs) cause COVID has brought that out as well okay Oh my okay. God. Are we going to do a segment on that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Segments to come. You're just, Alex, you're so right. Like, everyone has different experiences, and we're all like, whether it's you've lost someone, or like you're, you're, you're pregnant and having a baby, or you got a new job, or you lost a job, or you found a boo. We, I've heard all the stories. Yes. Like, every possible scenario, and it just runs the gamut of like highs and lows. And so allowing ourselves, I think that we really want this episode to be about Christmas cheer, but acknowledging like that everybody's in a different space. Yep. yep. But we can still be together and celebrate in our own way. And like letting yourself feel the Christmas cheer, letting yourself feel like joy is possible, even in these painful moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's necessary so that you don't dip down into, you know deep depression yeah. I would argue that that's what Christmas is all about actually. Oh, would you look at yeah. you just bringing it oh, and she's back <laughs> fellow elves. and she's back come on fellow elves because fellow here's the thing here's the thing in reality like for me it's a hard Christmas but for other people it's been a hard Christmas for years, for years. Mm-hmm. right Good and time. so now this year when I when I hear I'll be home for Christmas I'm like no I won't but <laughs> you know what I'm saying but for somebody else they've been listening to that for years and been feeling a kind of way while I've been feeling cheer and so we're adjusting it but the point of the season is like there is hope for you whether you're like way on the cheer side or whether you're on the melancholy side like Christmas is that space it is it's that space so I will piggyback off of all of that because I appreciated that as being the evolved woman that you are that you said that they can coexist because they can and so even though my family is here a lot of them me and my cousins talk about the fact that we are the grown-ups now. To your earlier point, mm. having to adult oh. through it, we're not the kids anymore, which is a lot of what was whimsical and magical for us. Mm-hmm. So we are now the ones who are having to create that for the younger generations that are in our family mm-hmm. because the That's older generations are like, I've, I've done that, so I'm good. Oh. And so good. because this Christmas is so hard, we're trying to find that balance in creating the magic, having to cook everything, shop for everyone, but then 
also, thank goodness we're in California. It's a wonderful place, L.A. specifically, where there are these drive through Christmases. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so me and my cousin, that is how my cousins, that's how we're balancing it out, is that we buy these tickets to drive through and get these Christmas experiences. And Aww. that's what takes us back Dennis. to our childhood. And we feel all that wonderment. You have to do stuff like that. You yes. do. You really it's necessary. Do. I love that. Yeah. Well, I hope that this episode will be. <laughs> you, there's a ton. I, I have a list. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> done. We really want to bring a little Christmas cheer. Let this be something that you listen to and um, it lifts you up. And so we've got a lot of great stuff for you today. We're going to have Alex go through her top five or best Christmas songs for 2020. Mm-hmm. We had to, you know, condense her because she was going to give us a long list. <laughs> Guys, let me, hold on. Can I just I mean, say, a, it's a, a lot of, a lot of people dropped some Christmas albums this year. I discovered more today. Like, okay. I'm telling you, people came out this year with the Christmas with album. The, so, the, these are, these are just the five on. for me at this the moment. five at the moment. She put me on. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're also going to turn our wheel into a naughty or nice list. Okay. We got a little Santa hat and we're going to pull some names out of the hat and talk about who's been naughty, who's been nice. There's been a lot of ups and downs this year. Yeah. So it should be fun. And we um, we hired a Santa life coach, our Christmas life coach, uh, Dr. Dennis St. Clark. <laughs> now you're yeah. a doctor. <laughs> right. Dr. I love all Dennis the titles. St. Clark is our Christmas coach. Insert bells. Um, he's on deck to solve your holiday drama. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to wrap it all up with, of course, Christmas revelations because, I mean, we, we've talked about a lot, but we, we still have even more thoughts for you on the Christmas season um, at the end of the show. So stick with us. It's about to be jingle belly okay yeah i was waiting you know yeah uh like it but first uh let's hear that first song on alex's playlist well we start our caroling journey where christmas should always begin in the snow there's nothing like a good original song on a nostalgic concept not sure who decided that christmas equals snow with all the climates in the world but we will take it thank you for serving us leslie odom with cold yet warm upbeat cheer this is Snow by Leslie Odom Jr. from his latest release, The so Christmas Album. Snow, snow, oh, say you won't go, cause I, I just want to be where the love is. I just want to be where the love is. Okay, everyone. Well, as evidence, before we have told you that we have one Dr. Dennis St. Clark Welcome. in the stewed to help us with our Christmas blues, if you will. 2020 has been a very unique year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are feeling all of the feels. And so we thought we might find some predicaments or some scenarios on the World Wide Web <laughs> and see what Dennis, our Christmas elf, would have he's to just say. so wise. He's yes. Offer a couple also Christmas blunt. Christmas jingle jewels. <laughs> direct. I'm sorry. Blood what we thing. might say to the peoples out there who may be struggling on the internet. So wow. Dennis, here's to you. We we would love to hear. Thank you. I've never been introduced <laughs> that way. I feel like I should use this voice. It's very sage like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it is a COVID Christmas, Mm -hmm. as we all know. And this first internet issue (laughs) is John. And John actually works for the Chicago Tribune. Mm. He, in fact, writes a Christmas column every year. And so to all of the the (laughs) pre-segment, he is talking about his Christmas blues. He lives alone. He is an empty nester. But he lives alone with his wife. 
And he is trying to basically cover up the fact that he really is depressed currently from his wife and also his doctor. He went to go get a flu shot, went to go get a COVID test, and the nurse could see that he had the Christmas blues. Mm. And she asked him specifically if he was okay mentally and emotionally, and he Mm. replied yes. And then he wrote this column about it in order to express himself and get his feelings out. So I have a response. Would you like to hear it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is my sagey voice. Why was I looking around for music? Would you like music under the. No, no. no, We'll take care of that in post. (laughs) Maybe not the hum. Okay. Okay, Bill, it may sound cliche, but always remind yourself that there are others in the world who are much worse off than yourself. Now, as minuscule as that comfort may be, at least it's some comfort. Being thankful for the life you have can never be overstated. Life being the operative word, you are alive. For those of us who have holiday traditions and celebrate with our family, friends and other loved ones this will be an abnormal christmas but think of the technological times we live in most anyone is a facetime skype or zoom away and siri and or alexa can assist our gerontologically challenged loved ones it's a new connected world bill for so many of us and i for one wouldn't be mad if anyone, anyone out there listening to Spin the Bottle <laughs> would like to give sick technology to this guy in this 2020 strain of a year. Uh, iPhone. I need an iPhone. And Bill, for those of who are lacking and in desperate need of basic essentials and affection, let's send bountiful prayers out and up for them to whatever divinities you believe in. Wow. Hmm. It's okay, Bill. It's I get okay, it. Bill. I think I think like we said, a lot of people, you know, who isn't a little maybe depressed or down or blue, and especially if you have all of the things that you feel like you need, it almost feels like who am I to be down or to feel this way or mm-hmm. to grieve. But to Dennis's point, I do agree that everybody is entitled to their experience and um it's important for him to acknowledge so we can kind of push through and move on. Some people are feeling very depressed right now. And uh, that's okay. You know? You don't have to hide it. Bill. John. Whatever your name is. <laughs> I think... Um, I love... Listen. I love that... I think at the end of that article, he said he was going to write the Christmas the Christmas article anyway. Article anyway. Yeah. So I thought even though he's experiencing these blues, like he has this tradition and honestly it was so important for him to even to write about how he was feeling and to go and he wrote about how he went to the nurse and how the nurse asked him and he was just like, no, like I just feel like that's happening to so many people Mm -hmm. and people are not acknowledging that they're feeling a little sad and they're feeling like, because many of us, like the fact that he could go to a doctor, that even in itself is a blessing and I don't think, we don't realize like the small things that are so... Um, that people can take that we can take for granted that other people don't necessarily have access to or the ability to do and you know that's why I think this was a great scenario Dr. St. Clark 
um, mm-hmm. to kind of address and to encourage with just being grateful for what you what you do have. It helps, you know, if you're feeling a little down. And yeah, talk about it or write about it. Yeah, talk being or someone, write. I, I kind of related to the thing where it's like he wasn't necessarily able to tell the doctor, or but he could he could write it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm someone who tends to process better when I can write things out. And so however you need to get what you need for yourself and at least get it out. Yes. Well, all right. <laughs> We're our second COVID Christmas scenario is <laughs> from Betsy. Now, Betsy has a huge family and they are all still together. So it's sort mm-hmm. of different from Bill and the fact that she still has younger kids and extended family living with her. So she's feeling a lot of anxiety right now because of all of their traditions, not being able to be held together, like shopping together, going grocery shopping, going to the mall. Like she specifies all of these things that they love to do, going for a pre-Christmas dinner at Mm -hmm. their favorite restaurant. So she is saying that she feels really anxious about not only her family, but the collective energy because she's very uh, empathetic Mm -hmm. to everyone who's going through what we're all experiencing. So, Betsy. (laughs) Betsy. (laughs) Betsy. (laughs) I would say still do the things that singularly bring you joy. I'm absolutely comforted by a warm, spiced chai anything, especially when it's spiked with Jack Daniels. And don't underestimate the power of aromatherapy. It is a holistic healing treatment. It enhances both physical and emotional health. It's been around for thousands of years. And guess what? It works. Go to your local Bath and Body Works, your local apothecary, and explore safely of course and see what your senses gravitate towards uplifting sense they activate your receptors and that sends messages to the emotional seat of your brain which rules your feelings the simple inhalation of an aroma can cause many changes in the body more specifically your mood Come on, I'm practical. a fan of essential oils. Come on, oils. practical advice. I want my Santa evolved. <laughs> <laughs> I, understand. I, want an, I want an enlightened Santa. Thank you very much. Santa is the gift that he's given this okay. year. Okay. Okay. And I also appreciate that Bath and Body Works is very accessible. It is. You know what I mean? It's not like a lush, like you can't you want to like look too hard yeah. for it. <laughs> you can find it anywhere. You can find it anywhere. It's yes. at your mall. For sure. For sure. At Rite Aid. Let's also, digression, Rite Aid. Check it out. Wait, Bath and Body Works is at Rite Aid now? Well, no. not Bath and Body Works. Oh, okay. I'm just saying like aromatherapy stuff. You can find oh, it anywhere. Sure. But like Rite Aid is, Rite Aid, you could go there and find stuff for cheap. Things be like 50% off all the time. I, I live near Rite Aid now, so. Also, guys, Gift, Rite Aid is the hunting. only place that has chocolate malted crunch ice cream. Just FYI, if that's what you're into, that's that's where know. you find it. I'm not quite sure. I haven't had it before. Yep. They do have ice cream. It'll change your life. They have an ice cream store. Don't they, they do. Have? On the inside, it's very cute. Anyway, to back to that doctor. Used to be thrifties. Yes. Dr. St. Clark. <laughs> yes. I appreciate practical advice, unsolicited though it may be. Like, it's true. We, You can really change your mood, and we did buy some like pine cone scentsies or whatever and it just lifted the whole space and i love it i love to light my candles love to when you're baking like you bake actual cookies mm. which you're gonna do later which is mm-hmm. so exciting um totally i think that's good betsy bake some cookies you'll feel much better it helps all right 
we're gonna move to our last COVID confession. <laughs> COVID confession. <laughs> I love it. All right, this next scenario is from Jenny. And in short, she is basically very, very sad about social distancing mm-hmm. from her family and her friends because she lives alone and she is a transplant like a lot of people. And I know a lot of people can connect to that. And so for the people that she's chosen to be her family, her friends, she's having a social distance. She's angry at all of the government sanctions, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. as well. And so I know a lot of people feel that way. We see it and hear about it on the news all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. So to Jenny, I say, Jenny, know that it's okay to allow yourself to feel sad. It is. There's no need for suppression. I remember a particularly hard holiday season, if you'll allow me. When I was in college, there were multiple family tragedies that all happened in succession. I missed really important finals that year. And when I came back to school the following January, I had to have tough conversations with all of my instructors but one memorable professor was very empathetic and her words of advice were and hopefully this will help you too Dennis um Dr. Dennis (laughs) in all of my worst moments the best decision I could make was to feel what I was feeling and then get up and do what needed to be done anyway it's the only way your life will continue to make sense and eventually you'll get back to your normal. Now, of course, she was a professor of psychology. So Jenny, that means go through with all of your Christmas traditions anyway. You may be surprised at how normal you begin to feel by going through the ritual of all of it. Hmm. Feel it and do it anyway. Feel it and do it anyway. First of all, Is St. Clark, Dennis St. Clark, opening a therapy That's right. firm? Because I would sign up, and it's fine if you don't take my insurance because I would pay. I don't feel like you're a doctor anyway, so I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it works. You know, I do sliding scales. <laughs> Slay sliding. Okay. Come on. Where are jingle bells? Ching, 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 ching. You get a jingle bell for that. <laughs> Well, I do have a psychology degree. Just I'll interject that. Not not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I forgot that. Yes. I did really think awesome. about going into therapy until I saw the depression rates for therapists. <laughs> <laughs> and then I opted Every out. Every therapist needs a therapist. Every Absolutely. therapist needs one. I just love what you said about going through the ritual of it all. Like I just think that's um that's important. Like just go ahead and be. Mm-hmm. You know? More to come in my Christmas revelation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Dennis, thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful advice. I feel more encouraged. I definitely am going to be challenging myself to get some essential oils and things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to jazz up my home in particular. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we are grateful for your advice. Anytime. It's, it's been a year. It's, so <laughs> thanks for year. speaking to the people. Wow. I hope my soothing, sagey voice helped. So soothing. <laughs> So soothing. <laughs> and now we are rolling into the next selection by one Alex Queen Sneed. You know the thing I love the most about Christmas is that there's room for everyone. You get a Christmas. You get a Christmas. You get a Christmas. This next song, Chimney, is for my low-key vibers. 
the 420s on 1225, if you will. <laughs> if you want a little kickback tune that speaks to cheer on a higher level, then this is for you. Enjoy Chimney by Sebastian McHale from the Still Home for the Holidays compilation album released by Atlantic Holiday. I love puns. (laughs) (laughs) I love them so much. And I love Alex. (laughs) Naughty or nice. This is that time where we usually spin that bottle. But I have a beautiful Santa hat here. And so... Oh, that is a pretty it. Santa hat. Thank you. Come on, okay. Santa, but fashion. ASMR oh. <laughs> for Fashionably you. festive. I yeah. like it. So the idea, guys, here is Dre's going to pick a name from mm-hmm. the very festive Santa hat, and we are going to decide, are they in the naughty or are they on the nice list? Mm. Okay. 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 Now, you may recognize these names from your local tabloid. <laughs> tabloid! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, 90s. <laughs> Come on, magazines. More liberal news station. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see who's been naughty or nice. Naughty. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh, my God. Tory Lanez. <laughs> I was right. Oh. Okay. Uh, Tory Lanez. Someone give a great description of Tory. He's a singer slash rapper. he's a rapper. Yeah. But he's he rap singer. sings. He's, no, he's he a singer. He rap sings. Oh, wait, okay, I didn't know. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a, he does. It's like that new kind of singing rapping, new, but he trendy. does actually really sing. Like I, yeah, 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 I heard him yeah. sing live, and I was like, oh, okay, you really sing. Okay, so right. <laughs> <laughs> singer slash rapper, very popular. People like him a lot. I've listened to a lot of his music until. Oh, are you boycotting? Okay, well, I'm not boycotting we don't per se, sing. but I am saying. Okay, here's my vote. I'm gonna put Tori on the naughty list, guys. I just. I think he he shot that woman. You know <laughs> Can you give some context for the people okay, that don't sorry. know what happened? Right. Guys, it's just true. It's true. I have Tory no Lanez. Clue who he is. Tory Lanez. There there was a story going around about an interaction or an altercation between him and Meg the Stallion. Mm-hmm. She got into his car. There was some shooting of the feet. Both feet. <laughs> Both feet. Apparently, it's not funny. We're live laughing at the shooting. That's not true. at all. We no, need not to be. at all. That. It is not funny. <laughs> and when you say it like that, it is more funny. <laughs> It's not funny. But it's very serious. It's very serious. Because we love Meg, okay? They were they were dating. And also just respect women. Like hanging out. That shoot. part. Don't it's a shooting so in the feet. That's what it is. That's why I'm putting him on the naughty list. Because what and why? And my and my my interpretation of that all that problem is that she either said something he didn't like, re- rejected him in some way. And then he shot her in the feet. <laughs> and this is a and okay, and so Sorry. I'm gonna go ahead and vote Naughty as well again, not knowing the complete specifics. I don't know. He has denied right. it at some point, but I just don't know why Meg would lie. Uh, also, there's some videotapes, footage. I don't know. Either way, something really out of control happened. Um, and uh, my whole thing is. What made it elevate one to that level? And two, I'm just gonna need these grown ass men to control themselves a little bit. Like that's all. Like just control yourself because it sounds like a very emotional, ridiculous, over the top 
violent response and then it became like oh megan don't snitch on tori i'm sorry don't snitch on she first of all she didn't have his name in her mouth she wasn't even saying anything about him till he kind of came out and was trying to like deny it and do the pr kind of cleanup and it's like i feel you but don't come at megan who is the victim of violence and his immature ass response right. to whatever happened because nothing is nothing warrants somebody ended up shot in their two feet no. like i don't i don't care period. what y'all were talking about i don't care what you're talking also about. protect black women period and with no exceptions and no um you know qualifications yeah love doesn't mean how much I don't shit like you that. need to tolerate from somebody and that whole like hold it down no, no. matter like oh listen. the writer i didn't think listen. the writer died was like a real thing but no, it no, really no. is a real thing like i thought it was something that people would just the be fact saying that you grabbed your chair <laughs> i am clutching all the pearls <laughs> <Took me out. laughs> i just we are not writing or dying for you like that because you are not literally. writing and dying for me literally because and you pulled out a gun the, it's the proverbial so obviously oh. whatever it is it's like you were completely out of control of yourself and um violent towards this woman and she ended up in the hospital with surgery like that is not there is no way to kind of talk through how that's okay or not snitching or protecting and it's like listen you may have a story and that's fine but you need to figure it out and you need to do your work and take that somewhere else also what kind of temper tantrum is that like you didn't even try to kill me you just shot my feet that's what i'm saying And that's it's not that's, okay. That's Alex. <laughs> it's, I, you know, I know I the words right out. It's like, what? It's not okay. That's a temper tantrum, and that's enough. Okay. That's okay. enough. Dennis, do you want to say anything before we move on to the next person? A little bit, just okay. because I'm not 100% familiar with everything. Like, I just started to check out eventually because it was all the back and <laughs> forth, and much. I just wasn't that interested, yeah. honestly. Sure. But because I am an advocate for black women all day, because the women in my family have taken such good care of me. I couldn't imagine uh, anyone wanting to harm them or actually doing harm, especially myself, like no matter what it is, right? So I, I agree with all of you wholeheartedly. There, abuse is never okay of any kind. So that was why I tuned in. Um, but most of my information came from Wendy Williams, right? So... Yeah, so her take, which is always an interesting take, is that Meg was using Tori for his oral capabilities and that she wasn't interested in him at all, but he was a convenience. Unfortunately, he did not feel the same way. He was clearly in his feelings. And so the point that I'm getting to is that we are just now on the cusp of black men. And it's basically the millennium generation who are talking about the fact that men, but especially men of color, more specifically black men, still do not get to uh, express their emotions. You're being a whole person. A a whole person. And so I have this conversation all the time that men are oftentimes are way more emotional than women, especially the ones who say that they're not. And they oftentimes can only express themselves through being abrasive. Yeah. yeah, Or, or violence. And I think that's what that instance was. I feel like she rejected him as well. Cause once again, to Wendy Williams point, she was not really here for him. And he is clearly uh, a drinker, um, a drug taker. 
And I'm sure that that had also something to do with why it ended the way that it did. Wow. Those are details I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I don't often listen to Wendy Williams. So I don't. I'm not at <laughs> I would throw a Wendy Williams face. I would I, throw a face. I, 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 before, just, like, we, I don't know if her name's in here, but that would be an interesting discussion as well. Just, you know, it's accountability. <laughs> it's accountability. And I absolutely echo what you're saying black men should absolutely have a place where they are able and and men period like men aren't you know necessarily able to emote or given the grace or the level mm. of uh freedom that we are as women like but you gotta fight for it you need to be accountable like i know i get it and there are pressures and we can't we're not denying that but there has to be a part where you say not me not me i'm not going to be that yeah. person like it like you're saying yeah. accountability there has to be some. Um, there does, and I'm not countering countering counter, you. I'm adding an addendum. No, yeah. for sure. To that, I, I totally agree. So, also as a sociologist, you learn that culture mm-hmm. is more powerful than anything else. It doesn't matter who your mom is, who your dad is, who your siblings are. They all affect you. But the reason why, oftentimes black men and black women are so tied to their neighborhood is because there's a culture there right and so i i think that we have to also enculturate black men in that way we have to lead them in that way because you can say you need to be accountable but if they're not seeing it if they don't know what it looks like what it sounds like what it feels like how do they do that fair just, okay. just not at right. the um, the expense of the expense of black women all day. Being, you know, violated. that's why it's an addendum. Or by exactly, <laughs> and that's the thing because I do think there's always that like feeling, and this is not a. I do not want this to turn into a black man versus black woman conversation because that is not what I mean. But yeah. there is always a feeling where it's like this feeling of kind of allegiance, wanting to hold stuff close to the chest, wanting to protect your man because you do understand because there have been possible culture trauma, like whatever those things are. And particularly with black women, we're way more likely to do that, which means you're way more likely to let way more slide that is completely out of control. And it's like, yes, we got to both. There's work to be done, but um, you working through your lack of emotional maturity or your inability to communicate yourself and then that somehow turning into you know violence towards a loved one is completely unacceptable and that is something that you have to deal with and it can't be that black women should be expected to shoulder that burden and to take that on because you know uh that's that's some work you need to do that part you know (laughs) all right (laughs) moving on we're sending you love and light, Tori. <laughs> love, and, love and light. In this here Even Christmas season. Love and light. Because Christmas is a there space. Is, yes. For, for it all. Okay. Next. I'm ready. I'm transitioning for you. Kanye. Ooh. Of the West <laughs> direction. Of the West persuasion. <laughs> Naughty or nice, guys. Naughty or nice. Do we get a pass? No. no. You got the big one. I've already said this multiple or times on the show, so I'll bow out. I have canceled Kanye West. Oh, like he's completely. Oh, I've said that multiple times. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Kanye officially was canceled from me. But do you, you know. still wear that Kanye 2020 sweatshirt? You I do not. That is in the Goodwill pile. I do not. Yeah. I love the deep we side. Both are. I know. You go. Okay. <laughs> not 
<laughs> okay, I I'm just gonna say this. Okay, don't shoot me. No, I'm gonna put Kanye on the nice list oh. under the grace column. <laughs> just okay. like Alex. So had it a column. Just like Alex. Okay, cool. That's no, 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 no. Because it's some people. Like it's some people who, and I believe that this is Santa's heart. That there are <laughs> black Santa. I'm black Santa's heart because there are some people who are naughty by way of. some other challenges and they just need a little grace and if you really look at the their humanity they belong in the nice category it's just a little tough so here's the thing here's the thing i'm not saying this has nothing to do necessarily with we have this conversation often in my household because it's not necessarily has to do with his actions his actions and his words and behavior are very naughty Right. But I feel that I've seen, you know, I watched like his David Letterman interview, like my next guest. And I've, you know, watched some other things and I pay attention to his peripherals, the Kims, the different people in his life. And I'm just like and I've, you know, heard things from his bodyguards and whatever. And I just think that Kanye is like challenged within and like madly trying to like find peace within himself and i think because of his platform he just like throws things at the wall and then it's just and everything he throws at the wall like all of us might throw something at the wall and then it's like we could we glad i got to do that in private you know what i'm saying now granted he puts himself on the pedestal and he's like hey hello look at me as i do this ridiculous thing (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i get that i just don't feel like he's all that there i think he's there consciously but i think that like i think he's like desperate like i think he doesn't have peace and i think that he's searching for that and i think i think that's what a lot of his extra religiousness has come from you know what i'm saying like i don't follow kanye west church like i just don't like he does have a church but you know what i'm saying he he has like a bit of a cult it's coming yeah yeah, yeah. He, no he has a he has a bit of a cult following that are like okay jesus because of the album and it was blue i like that color blue like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> people are people are like i'm gonna go to Kanye sunday service this is the kind of church i want i don't i can't do that you know what i mean because i think all of that is an expression of a deeper like yearning and desire to find peace that he hasn't found yet and so i just think he needs i think i think deep down he's nice he's just throwing a lot of darts and they're going a lot of wrong places that's my thought Mm -hmm. I like that was beautiful, and like it you, was. you like shifted my heart for Kanye. You really did. Thank you for she that. She didn't shift mine. Yeah, but <laughs> but you have a point. You have a because point. I do love it. I do love it. Issue is like stop positioning yourself as a thought leader. <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's like I, I appreciate the grace, but you get like, grace. Did you hear what she said? No, it was all beautiful. It. She gets all the grace, but then you can't be if kind of can leading it that a way kind of church or kind of trying to vote, be a president. So all of these things, it's like work out your stuff. It, you know, we gotta, we all gotta work it out. Goes back to the accountability. And then you're mad. You're mad and you're upset when people come at you, and then it's like nobody's on your mental level. It's like right now, maybe not a thought leader or giving advice or trying to lead others so much as like trying to find said peace. That's all. Well, I think it's, I think it has a lot to, like I had a friend, right. Who was tapped to be a producer for his Sunday service. Right. 
and so she was tapped by his publicist or somebody like that and and she was saying like when she went to the interviews like one of the things that was presented to her is that he really needs somebody that can understand what he's going for but like express it properly because he doesn't really he doesn't know how to articulate it all right well ladies on the um kanye conversation we'll just have to agree to disagree (laughs) then maybe you know with a few addendums of course um i can't really go in depth in this conversation because i know most of the choir so Uh, telling so telling (laughs) lots of friends lots of work cohorts Mm. um and family and i too was hired to um sing in the choir yeah and even though i never did a show i was booked and busy (laughs) hashtag but it's a difficult conversation to have just because there are so many people i love who are associated with it Mm -hmm. um and even they are split on the conversation oh wow yeah so okay, so we're tracking about right. <laughs> so we're, we're all on the same page. This is, this is good. To Sounds know. like we're tracking. But for the record, there is a grace them. column. We should invite yes, the grace column added by and Alex. To be clear, any comments I've made about Kanye West are solely for Kanye West, not said choir and the beautiful. Yes, okay. We know y'all, and y'all are amazing. Yes, yes. I like the I mean, disclaimer. some of y'all are troublesome, yeah, it's but it's fine. We there's a grace column. It's, it's a grace column. <laughs> we're moving on, but there is a grace column. Okay. okay. Let's do one more before we move on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, make it a good one. I hope it's not a guy. I know. <laughs> Social media. Just in oh. general. <laughs> Across the board. Especially because of COVID. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts? It's Naughty or nice? Danielle, when's the last time you posted anything? <laughs> <laughs> okay, not, again, not I'm fair. not going to be involved in this conversation. <laughs> you... Okay. Because I'm not really on social media. Uh, I think I'll defer to you guys. I wouldn't say social media is naughty per se. I think there are some good parts of it. But for the most part, I choose not to partake. (laughs) Because it just seems um, more and more like to me. And this is literally my personal opinion. But in a lot of ways, social media feels like Um, a personal advertisement column or just a place for a bunch of people to say a bunch of things to no one to no one who are they talking (laughs) and everyone a bunch of very heated responses back (laughs) and it's like i don't want to be triggered by your ignorance or like by something that you said that i feel very strongly about and i feel like with this political environment and listen we've always had division and divisiveness but um you know, the people I know and love know what's happening with me. I know what's happening with them. We just use the good old snail mail or our phone and it works, you know, for me. You personally. out here stamping stuff. Yeah. I'm out here stuff. sending letters. Okay. Christmas All cards. Right. Well, you know, you, like, okay. you know, I love you. Anything that's important, you're not going to get that from me on social media. And that's always been the case. You I have don't, stationary. I don't, I have stationary. Yeah. yeah I don't use mm-hmm. social media that way. Um, I also don't feel like. It's, uh, I feel like especially this year, I would go on and just be so appalled <laughs> by most of what I saw that I was like, this is triggering a lot of negative emotions in me that I don't need. Like, I'm not about to fight with a stranger or somebody who I thought was a friend. Cause if you're my real friend, we're going to have a conversation one, but like, I'm not about to get into you with you on social media. 
So when you said you weren't going to be part of the conversation. Oh, yeah. So there it is. Thoughts. So my last post, I still have to say my last post was in May. So I just, just, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm going to just go ahead and say naughty. Oh, you're going to say naughty. Okay. Here's the thing. I think you could go ahead and put something on a naughty list when it put itself on the naughty list. There Mm -hmm. have been many founders of social media platforms coming out to say, we didn't know we created this monster. Maybe you you shouldn't do this. And they all do something else now. Yeah. They, all of that's them. the best part. They'd be like, "Well, now I I I own a farm and <laughs> several sheep." That's what I'm saying. Sustainable living. It's true. It is a. It is. It is naughty. And the people that created are like, "Oops, sorry. We need more peace. Have fun. We sold it for a billion dollars." Mm. Yes, you literally took the words out of my mouth because I watched the social dilemma. Yes, and it was very very eye opening. Not in a way that they were saying a lot of things that I didn't understand about social media, but from the mouths of the people who produced it, who that wasn't their intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the dramatization that accompanied yeah, that the story is really good. That's really good. And so I have a love hate relationship with social media. I wouldn't be on it if it wasn't for singers telling me I had to be on it for business purposes mm-hmm. because I like this I like intimate rooms I, yeah. I like connecting with people one on one and who are like minded it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not here for uh, differing opinions but being like minded in the way that you're trying to be progressive mm-hmm. and evolve as humans as mm-hmm. people trying to you know give to the culture etc yeah. uh, using your talents and gifts and trying to help people nonprofit. So, yeah, so I use it um, and I did have a moment where I was affected and I didn't think I would be like I actually did a back and forth, which has not happened (laughs) since I first signed up for my first social media account because I'm like, who does that? It doesn't make any sense. But you Um, just had to, right? I just had to. It exposed my weakness. But the other reason why I hate it, and I'm putting it on the naughty list, <laughs> like you, Alex, is because it also has exposed the limitations or the limited thought processes of people that I used to respect. Mm. Yeah. So say I'm like, why, I, I know, why are you saying this? And then the advent of like people being able to speak on it, like when it was just pictures, it was like, I don't know you're dumb. So it's cool. <laughs> But then when you had video added and they're like saying the dumbest things Mm -hmm. and then captioning it with dumb things, it just it took me out. It can be a little bit of a mind uh, warp for you because depending on what you're seeing, it's like, wait, I wait, are this this many people feel this way? You literally have to step back and outside of yourself. And I think that's what the social dilemma taught us is that it's just going to keep feeding you what you already know. And uh, it's just. I don't think a lot, I don't know, maybe a lot of people aren't doing that. The social dilemma I was having, I had an issue with because I was like, don't people already kind of know this? Don't you know that like Google is listening to you? Don't you know that mm-hmm. this is all marketing? But I realized that not everybody really thinks that way. And you don't, you also kind of think the world, your world is the world. Yeah. And that to me is so troubling. That's mm-hmm. like the, one of the most troubling things. And I do think there are some beautiful things about social media but overwhelmingly it's the naughty and the bad that seems to rise up. Like there's this ability to connect with people like we, and we're not just talking about Facebook and Instagram, but just like even just the tech to be able to connect with people in a ways that you haven't before is amazing. However, 
having that level, same level of access for people who are like your actual nemesis and just like the hate and vitriol that is available yeah. and just free flowing. <laughs> that part is really, it's really, really hard. Yeah. It's really no, hard to come to grips with. And so uh, it, the sad thing is it's not social media. It's like people. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but like it's the, what? Like it always the deep, is. Now, deep, like it always like is. It always, is. always is people. And I think social media has, has shown me it, it can make you so depressed if you think about like these are actual people who could be like your next door neighbor. Or your family. Or your family. Or your family. And that or, is, your, or your friends, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely grieve for what I feel like is the loss of critical thinking yes (laughs) there's no it's really hard um because and i'm not advocating for the news or anything like that but if you you know work at a news station or you write in a paper or there are certain like checks and balances or you're a doctor and you have a a, a paper that's published like uh, the issue i have and this kind of goes back to kanye or different things is like um not everybody is a thought leader. As a matter of fact, very, very, very few people are thought leaders. Mm-hmm. And very so, few. like, very, very few. Yeah. And and this isn't to judge people's experience, but what happens is on social media, it's like we're getting small tidbits of information. We don't know if they're peer-reviewed. We don't know if they're ran by uh, who's writing them. Hence, um, more conspiracy theories than ever. More little... Um, it's just a lot of, like, you're getting tidbits of information. Half-truths. Half-truths. People are giving you their half-truths, of course, what and they want to And people are, present. like you said, they're pretty much experts, and they have and, nothing and how are to you base an their expertise on. And then you get a following, and so that's the, the really scary kind of thing is... Um, just that, wait a second, let me take this, let me read this, what is this founded on, who said this, are we validating our, so, like all of these things that are just kind of, at least the way I normally consume content are completely gone. So you can get on social media, say anything, have one quotable, and you're tweeting that, and then people with the hands Spread up are like, now. yes, and, yes, and yes, and it's like, that's dangerous. Be- that's dangerous. That's dangerous. Because not everybody's a thought leader, not everybody's an influencer, no. and that is a small group. But what social media has done is made everybody think, "Oh, that can be me too. I had a profound thought, and so now let me just give me a people what Let to me do. put that on a font give and a on a nice little background. No. Put my so name in cursive. Kind of a, mm. The difference between like, influenced, oh, influenced, yeah. or influencer. And then the, the, the title of influencer too, like now. Or maybe it's always been this way. It's just that you're in. You're trying to influence me honestly purchase something and consume most influencers are like they are trying to make money and they are trying to connect with brands so that they can make money and so like what what does it mean to be an influencer Mm -hmm. people are not taking it very seriously in the sense that i might actually influence someone's life and change their life or like impact their life in great ways I'm like, I want you to buy this bevel or, the, or even the idea of our <laughs> yes. young guys. So that, I, so that I, we're the last that generation check. that came up without this. So then I think about our young children who are growing up and 
oh. and how this is almost more important to them than what's real. Like Instagram is not real. Like it's, 100%. it's social media. My daughter real. likes to them are real bullying to them, like all of that stuff and how serious. I mean, think about our awkward phases, like what you were like when you were 13 or 14. Oh God, I'm so glad I didn't or have social media. all of the things that so you glad. go through. And it's like you're trying to present. And then even with adults where it's like you're presenting this persona, you're presenting your highlight reel or what you want people to think of you. But even that isn't real because we are all and I'm not saying that means you put all your business on Facebook, but I am saying that idea you of almost be it's almost like you as an avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you're exactly. vested in like how many likes and how many comments and how many people think this is the hotness when it's like, is that your real life though? Like how's it going? Really presentation. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And are you good like in the real world? Because that's also important. Teaching that's your children. The barometer. That's the barometer. And here's what I this is what I'll say is sort of a potential like light of hope that could be coming for social media i think that could transition to the nice list if it does what i think i think that so there's there's platforms like or this platform in particular clubhouse that have you guys heard heard of clubhouse Mm -hmm. so clubhouse is basically a it's like a live conversation social media platform so it's almost everything is audio it's like so you go into these rooms it's like it's like chat room, but like brought to the 21st century. It's invite only right now. And you just, and people create these different rooms. But when you go in, you are having live present conversations. And there's something about it that has been like, mm, I kind of like this because it requires what people do on social media right now. That is a big part of the problem is like comment gone. Mm-hmm. And the clubhouse requires you to be present. Like you are in a live conversation about like and it's different topics like people talking about Bitcoin, people talking about like you can't delete how that to get comment. A, you can't delete that comment. Right, how to get through a divorce. <laughs> and like you are live talking. There are people on a quote unquote stage. There are people in the audience. You could raise your hand to talk and like, you know, and you could just go on and create your own groups and conversations right now. And it's really incredible. Lots of people are joining. And you can be challenged in and you real can time. be challenging. Cause here's my thing. Here's my thing. Don't don't come for me on social media. Come look, look me in my That's face. It. Like say it to my face is what I'm saying. Right. Like, sure. you know what I mean? And, and even the same energy with that same that energy and then handle my rebuttal, my verbal rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? So there's something about clubhouse where like the people who don't really have nothing to say, they in the audience again. Mm. And I kind of like it and it could be a good direction. Twitter also has just added their audio feature. So now you can go on Twitter and start to create audio, you know, rooms and things like that. that. So something about audio, we've been talking about this, like audio is the next wave. It could change some of that nature where people start to fall back that really been needing to fall back. So I don't know. We'll see. That been needing to fall back. Yeah, social media. That was the right energy. (laughs) (laughs) Two naughties and an undecided. Everyone's getting cold. <laughs> Everyone. But mostly because I don't have the money. To okay. Well, I think we're on song number three. Yes, we are. From um, one Alice Queen of the Elves, Snood. Have you ever experienced pop aggression with a holiday flair? <laughs> I'm sure you haven't. So here's a song from Megan Trainer. I know you're like, Megan Trainer, Alex? Really? Hear me out. I know she can be a little teeny boppy, but I'm here for her Christmas album. It fills a gap, okay? And this particular song poses the question that I think is important for all of us. Since we're talking about energy, it's important for all of us who profess to be true believers in the spirit. Do you believe in Santa? You know what? I do. At me. 
See, there's that aggression. Anyway, check out I Believe in Santa by Megan Trainer from her latest, A Very Trainer Christmas. Okay, guys, you all, you've been here before, you've listened to the show, you know that we wrap with revelations, so I'd like to, this is Christmas revelations, so a one, a two, a three. Christmas revelations. <laughs> jingle, there jingle. It jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> <laughs> That little note you hit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, guys, if we can just wrap this all up in a bow. Mm-hmm. What are you revelating about this Christmas? Anything else you'd like to add? I'm going to be real, which I was like not super excited to do this Christmas episode because there's been a lot happening. Yeah. And it's just been hard to get things done and together. But I'm so, so happy that we are doing it and it feels so good like it always feels like this is one of my favorite episodes i'm super happy to be here with y'all and i think i didn't realize how much i needed people because i am a a lone wolf in many ways (laughs) (laughs) i like to call myself a lioness so happy there Uh, they also live in a pride so it's not a great metaphor but it's fine um so i love (laughs) (laughs) but i love you all so much and i'm so happy that even though I can't be with family, family, it's so good to be with you. You guys are like my family, and um, there's a lot to still be grateful for, and I'm really happy about that. Wow, I love that. They're looking at me. <laughs> so, <laughs> see if I can maintain my sage voice. So my Christmas revelation would be that, and I, for, <laughs> I forget what my last year's was, oh, yeah. but I feel like I'm going to piggyback hmm. on that in some way and if I don't if I'm if I'm wrong then don't shoot me but I learned this year uh, during this COVID episode that I really have a love for learning in a way that I didn't uh, that in a way I doubted honestly like I, I have the tendency to doubt myself and so in being an overthinker especially I was overthinking from March up until currently and I thought oh wow I have a couple of licenses that I've earned during COVID um I am currently working on my real estate license um because I had that moment where I was like no I really am progressive I really am a thinker I also have a big heart I really do want to help people Um, But also I am done and I think this is the piggyback part from last year. I'm done um, just being attached to being gone, which was my version of since I travel so much as a musician, my version of running away. Mm -hmm. And so a part of getting the real estate license is not only understanding what I don't understand because I've never purchased a home, but also I'm ready to build my own nest. No. Which is a, a big thing for me. Like I, you know, I always wanted to just anchor you in a way that you can't just be a real estate agent and then be out know, just Australia. flighty, like, exactly, you know, okay. just living out of luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so instead of being like the loft guy downtown, you know, who's always packing up ready to go, like I'm the guy who now wants to buy a home and can see a full life 
in it. Wow. So that's that's my revelation. That's beautiful. Okay. Thank Come you. on, Christmas. You're committing to home for am. the holidays. <gasps> See jingle, what I did there? Jingle, jingle, jingle. Radical circle. Oh, yeah. Well, bring the jingle bells back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next, next year. Yes. Next year. We can bring them in post. You know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ever the producer. <laughs> <laughs> we can um, fix that. Yeah, you know, so my one of the things that I've been working on this year a lot is mindfulness and um like just practicing being more present. I I had a big realization that I um I exist either like thinking in the future or like chained by the past but I'm never really in the present mm. and so I have been working all year to just be really present and as a part of that in as Christmas came I realized like you know I do love Christmas but a, I, I realized that a part of my attachment to Christmas was that this felt like my thing that I was like, okay, I could be present here and do this. And this is my thing that people know me as for in Christmas. And like this year, as I started to like do more of me and step up, it was like interesting. Cause like certain parts of Christmas that felt like really important, like they were kind of getting delayed or whatever. And I was telling my husband, I was like, I think I love Christmas, but I think I was using it <laughs> to mm. not be my full self. So it was like, I knew, I was like, okay, that's that's Alex. But everything else, I would just kind of like, maybe him, huh, whatever. And so my Christmas revelation is that I feel the courage now. So it kind of connected to you, Dennis. But like, I feel uh, the courage now, number one, to be like my full dope self you know what I'm saying and like bring that cheer with me bring all of that bring that same energy basically all the other (laughs) other 11 months of the year you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying but then also I think again as I said you know my Christmas as I know it has been shattering slowly into a million little pieces and so (laughs) and as that has been happening yes thank you for picking it up Dennis I appreciate it (laughs) You probably need a burn because it's a lot of little pieces. I was like, that was just like two pieces. <laughs> it was two pieces. These are tiny little pieces that you will step on and cut your foot. Anyway. So <laughs> No, but I feel like, you know, last night we had this moment where we were trying to do Christmas pictures in the house and, you know, we were like, okay, it's gonna be fine, it's gonna be a digital car, blah, blah, blah. And it just like just was so many things fell apart. And <laughs> it was just I'm sitting at the table and I'm just like this was a disaster, you know, and I real I had this moment again being mindful, and I came back to the present, and I was like, "Your greatest tradition is your family. Like just being here, looking at them, look at what you look at where you are, look at what you have, and like this is it. So be present here and allow the spirit of Christmas to change what the expression of Christmas is." every year like because that might change you know what I'm saying but as long as you got this you know so I guess my revelation is just like you know having the courage to bring that energy all year but then also just like it has helped me to take 
the expression of Christmas out of everybody else. You know what I mean? Not going home has a lot to do with Christmas being about everybody else. I go home and I'm like, I'm over here and I'm over there and it's this and that. And I'm like, oh, this is Christmas. But no, like Christmas is in me and it's in my family and it's right here. And it's, it's simple. It could be grand, but it could be simple. So finding a new muse for my cheer. So do I. Beautiful. It was in you the whole time. It was there all along. It was there all along. You know Alex loves Christmas movies. All day. Um, my Christmas revelation is pretty short and sweet. Uh, ending this year, and it's really just uh, I am grateful for what I feel like is an emergence of truth in so many ways. Mm. Hard truths. I feel like. There has been a lot of things that have just been operating under the surface, period, like in the world, in our churches, in ourselves, like all over the place. And it's just like all of these kind of things are like operating under the surface. And this year has brought it all to the. And here's the thing. I can deal much better with what I can see and what I know is there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Did she just preach a word? I think Danielle just preached a word. It may feel like, damn, but I, I didn't know. see, but now I know. Now I'm not thinking something, this is the truth, and actually it's under the surface in your, right? So I'm grateful for truth. I'm grateful for what I feel like is the emergence truth. And also, I'm grateful for a realization of how much I don't need, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I think heading into this year, I had a lot of very high, lofty goals, and things are still moving forward, and God is good, and I've been blessed, so I have no complaints, but um, there are a lot of things that I have shed this year where it's like, I actually don't need that, and I actually don't need that, and why do you want to do that? Like, why, and what does that have to do? Do you care what people think about you? Are you trying to appear? Hmm. Lots of inner work has been done, and I have kind of just, it's been redacted to I'm operating with the things that I actually need and I have the people I need, the things I need, and it's a lot less than I thought. And I'm grateful for that. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. So like letting things go, letting people go, letting ideas go, um, concepts go that don't serve me and that I may have picked up along the way uh, for many reasons. Like for all of us, the world just up and changed this year. And so having access to being able to make some different decisions for myself, for my family, for the type of woman I want to be, and being able to see a thing for what it is and know and respond for that. It's been hard, but it's like, I'll, I'll thank 2020 for that. Like, I'll take that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll take, I will take the ugly truth over a pretty lie any day. And any so day. I feel like I've gotten a lot of that this year. And, and, and I'm good with that. So. That's so good. Minimalism is a gift. Listen. 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 It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. So I'm grateful. I love it. You guys, we did it. Oh, almost. Almost. Well, yes, we're leading mm-hmm. out, but this is our. Because uh, we got more songs. We got more songs. Yeah. Well, we got, more. We got well, two more. Got two. We got two more. We got a bonus. So. Alex, uh, hit us with yeah. just, <laughs> number two. But but before you do, thank you for that Megan trainer because you put me on. <laughs> It's you put lot. me on. It's a vibe. Oh, you were me. correct. I was thinking Megan Trainor. <laughs> me too. Like, me too. And then yes. I turned it on. I was like, <laughs> y'all can't see it, but I'm, I'm grooving. Y'all. Okay. Well, 
If you don't know Stevie Mackey, this is the perfect way to meet him. So I'll admit this song had to pull itself out of my memory because but if you know, if you're gonna pull something out of the archives, this is the way you do it. With the comforting tones of boys to men-ish, because mm. it was just Wanye and Sean Stockman. But still. Also, this song is a little sad, which I kind of need this holiday. Something a little low. Christmas as we know it is a bit of a memory this year. Not that it won't return, but it's different. Beautiful, but different. So sit with this one and feel the feels. This is Somewhere in My Memory by Stevie Mackey featuring Wanye and Sean Stockman from his debut holiday release, The Most Wonderful Time. Somewhere in my memory Christmas joys all around me Living in my memory (sighs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, we are getting ready to sign off. And we wish you all a very wonderful holiday season. We send you guys so much love and light and uh, all good things. Wishes for all good things. I was a little nervous. Not nervous, but like Dre said, I would just have not been feeling the same way I normally feel heading Mm -hmm. into like our annual Christmas episode. But this has been a great pick me up. And so we are grateful, right, for you. Yes, I'm grateful for for Alex, Dennis, Danielle. Our listeners, you guys guys out there. there. My mama. Um, Yes, our mamas, mamas, our families. It's Dr. Dennis uh, St. Clark. Our (laughs) ever-eminent engineer who makes us sound amazing and brilliant. He continues to bring the magic for us. Um, Just grateful. So we're sending you guys lots of love and uh, light and good things for the holidays and into 2021 when we will, you'll hear from us again. But we're going to leave you with with Alex's number one <laughs> that's right the final song the final song we're gonna let this one take you out give us final glee song. all of it y'all there is nothing like a Christmas classic and there's really nothing like a Christmas classic in acapella and there's really really nothing like a classic in acapella jazzed up by a Grammy nominated artist uh oh okay Come on. Grammy so nominated. as we fade to green enjoy this beautiful new rendition of Carol of the Bells by none other than Spin the Bottles engineer Jared Johnson featuring Alvin Chia and Butterscotch jingle all the way everyone jingle all the damn way <laughs> Hard cow the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing a cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding dongy dong, that 